Why, hello there. And welcome back to another episode of What's With You, Scooby Doo. Olin Rogers joins me on episode 128 of the podcast uh, to talk about uh, a pretty ridiculous episode. <sighs> Once you start getting to these, like, kind of like post beginnings of Scooby-Doo when it was just like, oh no, we have to keep going. They come up with some interesting solutions. That's all I have to say. Uh, But Olin's fantastic. Olin, of course, is the creator of Final Space on uh, Adult Swim, which you can see 1130, 1030 Central on uh, Mondays. Um, And the cast list, I mean, it's ridiculous. Look it up yourself. But I mean, you know, Keith David's in it, Jane Lynch, the doctor himself, David Tennant. What if I had said Kevorkian? What would be the weirdest cat? Anyways, I don't need to go down this weird rabbit hole. Uh, anyways, uh, Olin's fantastic. We, of course, bip-bop around a ton of different subjects. Uh, we talk about, you know, writing and uh, Dragon Ball Z, anything under the sun. And scooby But enough of this jibber-jabbering. If, as always, you want to get in touch with the podcast, you can find us on Facebook and like us at facebook.com slash what's with you scooby-doo all one word email the podcast what's with you scooby-doo at gmail.com you can find us on twitter and or instagram at wwy scooby-doo as well as you can find the dorky songs that i write that are scooby-doo themed at wwysd.bandcamp.com and if you so desire you can get a throw pillow iphone case or maybe even a zip-up hoodie. That actually, I don't know. I know baby onesies on there. I don't know about zip-up. Probably just a regular pullover. That's a safe bet. At let's do this, L-E-T-S-D-O-O-T-H-I-S dot com slash merch, M-E-R-C-H. Thank you, as always, for listening. And once again, to the podcast... Let's do this. Do you enjoy that part of it? Do you enjoy the kind of work that the all the work after the work is done? The work you never thought you'd be doing? Yeah, I mean it's 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 a little weird this season because it went to it was, you know, it went from TBS obviously and then it's Very still a TBS show, but then it's airing on Adult Swim. And then apparently because it, it was such a short notice, they didn't really have a huge marketing budget. So I'm just kind of running the social media <laughs> account for for Final Space. Like I'm doing all the editing of the trailers and talking to people and uh, just kind of growing that. But I mean, it's it's the the crazy thing is I did YouTube for so long that I just kind of worked by my hours and the thing that I still have not gotten used to is just returning back to that nine to five mentality. Um, well, actually it's even more than that. It's, it's a lot of work to make a show. I mean, it's more like nine to 12 or nine to seven or something like that. But what's with yeah. you Scooby doo today yeah. on the podcast through the miracle of the internet. I have Olin 
right side of history, Rogers. Yes, yes, it's me. <laughs> uh, well, welcome on the show, sir. Thank you so much for having me. I've been waiting so long for you to have me. It's it's about time you've reached out. I, it, you know what? It was it was one of those things where I didn't want to seem too eager. You know what? You were the you were the no. you're the well, hot girl you, you, on the other side of the eagerness. There's yeah. gonna have been some eagerness. <laughs> you're on the other side of the middle school dance, and I'm the one with the sweaty armpits trying to figure out like no. if I do it now, no. at least the sweat will not be like down to like you know my, my underwear line. That you just described me. You're prom king dancing with the the, the prom queen. I'm <laughs> waiting for you to come ask me to dance. You've just now reached out, but it's a joke. Tale as old as time. <laughs> it's like it's, it's Carrie essentially. It's just Carrie. The pig blood's gonna fall on me. It's Carrie with overtones of uh, she's gotta have it with a little bit of Little Mermaid. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'll buy that for a dollar. Well, thank you so much for being on, sir. Uh, I would too. I would too. <laughs> Typically, we start off with a little history lesson, a little getting to know you. Uh, how, yeah. if at all, did you come to our Lord and Savior Scooby Doo? Oh man, Scooby Doo! Uh, I grew up with because it was like the only thing that they played midday Cartoon Network. <laughs> so you grew up with Cartoon not just Network, like, not just. Oh yeah, yeah. It was on Cartoon Network all the dang time. Like the, I'm talking about the. Uh, I guess it's what the '80s version. It's not the night they played it in the '90s, but it was it was like the '80s version, um, the good one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I watched that all the time, all the, the time. Good version of Cartoon Network. <laughs> well, a good version of, of Scooby Doo back in the, the that the '80s version. Right, right. Uh, so. Uh, you were watching it like Cartoons Midday and Cartoon Network. This kind of sounds like we might be around the same age. So, therefore, Cartoon Network at the beginning was like, it was all vintage cartoons. It was yep. a, like, yep. repository for, like, bizarre... Uh, Good days. A, uh, uh, just like everything that Turner had bought at the yeah. time and didn't know what yeah. to do with. So it was like, oh, we'll throw Yogi Bear at him and yep. everything else. And so we ended up being these children to intake stuff from the past without having any connection to it, like it was new. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was like, it was like, uh, like early tsunami. Um, and the funny thing is, they didn't really come out with like a new cartoon, at least to my knowledge, until like Dexter's Lab. You know, yeah, that's when they were like, "We're gonna make cartoons," because it was like, is essentially it was just like imports, or it was like, uh, you know, like Transformers and um, I, Transformers was on there at some point. It was like Beast Wars. Was it Beast Wars? Man, God, I watched. They have so many dang Transformers. But yeah, it's like it's that was like a weird time for cartoons in general because it was like they weren't doing much in, in the in the US, you know? Well, I don't, I don't even know if they did that in the US. Did they do that in the US? Cuz a lot of them they did in Japan and they just shipped them over. Sure. Oh, uh yeah, especially uh I did a little bit of research. Uh please excuse <laughs> the the emphasis on little. Uh <laughs> you really love Dragon Ball Z? 
Oh man, love it, love it. <laughs> okay, but uh, I remember uh, also loving Dragon Ball Z, but then it, it was in my head as I like Dragon Ball Z. I got to high school yeah. and uh, the uh, theater director at my high school. Yeah. We were talking about anime, specifically Dragon Ball Z, and he's like, it's just two dudes on the opposite side of a field for 20 hours being like, oh my god, I can't believe he's as powerful as this. I wonder if he knows I'm as powerful as this. And just like four other dudes looking up. And I was like, you're complaining, but I'm realizing that that's what I loved was that somehow that was humorous to me. Like I was looking, yeah. I wasn't looking at what they intended it to be. <laughs> I was looking at what I actually loved and it might not have been what they intended. Yeah. The flaws of, of Dragon Ball are what make it for me. And it was like, I, w- I remember watching it and I was so frustrated because they, it was like right when they were dubbing them, and it got to a certain point, and then I was so excited to see the next one. And they would just start it all the way back from the beginning because they haven't <laughs> dubbed. They didn't dub the uh, the other episodes yet. And so I just kept watching Dragon Ball up to like the, a certain point with like essentially Frieza. Like they would they would show all the Dragon Ball mm. with Vegeta and Piccolo, and then they would go all the way to like the Frieza thing, and they and they cut it halfway into it. And then you would revert all the way back to Dragon Ball with, like, Piccolo. And you're like, what is going on? I'm so frustrated. (laughs) And it was like, I had to wait for, like, I think, like, five years in order to find out what freaking happened. And it was like, it was a mess. But it was, the thing that, what made it so interesting was the suspense. Mm. Like, when he would do the spirit bomb. There was one episode, I'm telling you. I feel like it was three. three. <laughs> it was like three episodes of just the spirit bomb happening. Yeah. And you're like, this is going to destroy the universe. What is going to happen? And it would end kind of like, you know, relatively lame. But it was like the animation was so good. The 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 acting was so good. It was so fun. And whether or not it's just two guys on the opposite end screaming at each other, it was just such a fun cartoon. And the suspense, I think, is what what made it one of my favorites. So uh, much like uh, uh, how there is a Game of Thrones voice, which I feel like is always down here. There's some kind of weird offshoot of a British accent and just gruff as hell. Whatever that might be, it's not an actual British accent. You're like going in between four. Yeah. There yeah. is definitely a Dragon Ball accent and oh, like yeah. kind of a tone. Can, do you just want to like, like if I just go one, two, three, and then you just launch into it. Don't prepare. Just see if you can just see if it comes out. One, it's been two, so... three. I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. Like it's been so long since I watched like a legit Dragon Ball episode. See what comes I, out. All I can just push it. My, just push mind it. Goes, my, my mind goes to Krillin for some reason. What? But <laughs> I feel like I, I, I feel like he was the one dude who didn't sound like this. <laughs> but Krillin, I mean, yeah, he was. <laughs> He was the one guy who sounded like a normal damn person. Yeah. It's, that's why my mind is blanking right now. Because it's like, my mind keeps going to Krillin. Um, yeah, I, but the weird thing, do you think they did that because the Japanese 
like actors easy, were easy. recording, and so they had to like ramp up that in- energy. That was just what they were to do. This was like American dubbers listening to the Japanese version and being like, it sounds like this, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's like when you translate from another uh, language and then translate back. Like, yeah, it it always uh, it doesn't quite make it. But like they were like, they sound like this to me. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's like it's like a little bit a little bit more energy than the normal cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying uh, to think well, of who, who, who is... Uh... <laughs> I keep thinking of Krillin. I don't know. <laughs> Who's such a stupid character. He didn't do anything. Like, I don't even know... Like, I I, th- I heard he, he was gets the better Greek, as... Greek chorus. Yeah. But... Yeah. <laughs> right? He was always the dude being like, Goku's so strong. Yeah. It's like, Goku... Oh man, Goku's here. Goku—he's like his biggest cheerleader. He's the hype and man I, at the I concert. I don't know what what one purpose for Krillin other than just to get the crap beat out of him, so Goku could come save him. And he was—he was always on the sidelines, like, "Oh, just wait until Goku gets here." <laughs> and finally, he would show up, and then he would just be on the sidelines, like, "Oh, oh," <laughs> you know, like just the the constant reactions to. What Goku was doing, but he he would yeah, never. I do want anything. that guy in my life. Yeah, a Krillin. Everybody <laughs> needs a Krillin in their life. Hashtag <laughs> everyone needs lines. a Krillin. <laughs> Hashtag you my Krillin. <laughs> I need a Krillin in my life. Uh, but so uh, great Scooby Doo talk. Um, welcome to the show. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't talk any Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah, this is this is why uh, uh, my favorite comment or my favorite review on iTunes of all time is still uh, stop talking about other crap. And I'm like, you haven't listened to enough of this show. You're, you're this is a are losing there, battle. Are there legit like fanboy Scooby Doo fans? N- uh, not that are friends of mine, but yes. <laughs> Like, are there people that just are just love every iteration of Scooby Doo? So here's here's where I'm going to go into my uh, pretentious spiel. Yeah, are you ready? I'm ready. Buckle down your Nespresso, dog. Uh, uh, it's ready. <laughs> so the, the the reason that I love talking about Scooby Doo, especially in podcast format, is because I don't see it as having like a, a Star Wars fan base cuz if you talk about Star yeah. Wars wrong you True. get 70 billion more than True. exist on earth people are coming in from space to bitch slap <laughs> you to be like no uh actually the force is a power that is uh electrified by like and you're like where the fuck did you find this Metachlorians. Out? I, yeah i don't give a shit Scooby-Doo you can talk about, and anybody on Earth, anybody on Earth, swear to God, you can say Scooby-Doo, and like, just, you'll be in Iran, and someone will be like, I think there was like a van, right? Wasn't there a van? (laughs) And you're like, yeah, you got it, man. There's a van. (laughs) That's what what they're known for, that van. Yeah. Uh, uh, Scooby-Doo, um... There was a jock, right? Yeah, you got Not it, the dude. The talking dog, the no. van. No, God, that van, that van. Jeez, it's probably the That's most fun. salient feature. 
Yeah, I mean, that's good. I mean, I think it's, yeah, I, I it's been so long since I watched Scooby-Doo, but I was just, just curious, like, if there were just such a fan, like, huge fan, like, hidden fan base for Scooby-Doo. Mm, there are a couple out there, but they're probably turned off by uh, my lack of focus. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, finally, the podcast I've been looking for. Why don't they talk about Scooby-Doo? And then just immediately downfall in face. <laughs> As a as a shitty Kyle Kinane comes on the mic to be like, hey, we're gonna talk about Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Why are they talking about Krillin? This is not what I want. Because Krillin is too shaggy as nah, I'm not gonna SAT this shit. Uh so today we're gonna be talking about uh the creepy creature of Vulture's Claw. Cool. Now, uh let me just tell you right now. Um, if I was going to say, uh, the creepy creature of Vulture's Claw, what do you think the creature would be? Uh, probably something Vulture-esque. Ooh, ooh. With, with a claw. Okay. All right. I like where this is I going. I mean, it's right in the name, right? Usually, sure. usually Scooby-Doo is pretty on the point. Yeah, yeah. There's never really a left turn. What if I was to tell you that it looks like a 1950s horror movie alien in green armor, but everybody keeps calling it a mantis for no reason? <laughs> what, what about that? Does that does so wait, that scan? Is, the, is that is that the the monster of Vulture's Claw, an alien? Yeah. Alien-looking guy that they call a mantis? They call him a mantis constantly. <laughs> I feel like that's a letdown. Like, you, like yeah. give me a vulture-esque creature with massive wings, and it swoops down and picks up Scooby-Doo. Hey, don't takes him to a nest. Don't burn this on the podcast. You have a season three to write, bro. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I have a freaking vulture's claw. <laughs> Space vulture. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, did we even say what you're from? No, that's okay. We'll get to it. Uh, so now, uh, <laughs> let me just let me just outline this for you. Uh, yeah. As a typical Scooby Doo episode uh, goes, it's very much like Law and Order in the sense that uh, you know, cold open. Yeah. Boom, yep. you get that theme song, and then boom, you are you get uh, the gang moving. It's uh, Every single episode is exactly the same, which feels to me very uh, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So the uh, we, <laughs> we seem to be in North Carolina or somewhere, somewhere that where's an East Coast swamp. Okay, well, there's always a swamp in Scooby-Doo. There's always a swamp. Because what's creepier? <laughs> Desert. They're like, hey, well, let's reuse the background from the last episode. That's been 74 episodes. Let's just reuse it. The swamp. 30 years. It, nothing is going wrong yet. <laughs> so far, nothing about this episode makes sense. Right. It's called Vulture's Claw. It's in a swamp. You got an alien named Mantis. This yeah. is... Yeah, they were on a lot of drugs when they wrote this. Ah, I feel like it was just, uh, you know what? I can look. I can stay here till midnight writing this, or I can go home at three thirty and you know 
have dinner like, with my children. <laughs> like what? What are the stakes right now? Like that's true. That that's <laughs> the other way around. Is yeah, he's just like, I'm done. Nobody's watching this. Or everybody, or everybody's watching it. What do I have to do? There's, there's one other show on right now. Who cares? <laughs> like Smurfs or something? Yeah, I mean, this is 1972. You can watch. It's Saturday Jeez. morning. You're watching this, or you're watching. I don't know. Dan Rather has to be 80 by now. He was probably on that by then. <laughs> and no kid gives a shit about Dan Rather. It's true. He's the guy who can't say L's, right? Do what? Is that the guy who can't say L's? And I'm here at... (laughs) (laughs) Kids are getting this. So we're in the swamp. You're from what? Nashville, right? Yeah, Tennessee. So that's like... uh, Is that close enough to Louisiana where you get kind of that feel? Or is that more deserty? Uh no, it's more it's more like forest trees. But I know what a swamp looks like, so we're good. <laughs> I can visualize that. I'm there. I'm there with you. Okay. I didn't mean to undersell you. <laughs> Let me ask you this. You ever seen you ever seen a dollar bill? Picture a million of them. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I'm at I'm at the swamp. You're, you're okay. <laughs> yes, let's let's do some sense memory shit right now. You're in a swamp. Uh, a, an Amazon delivery guy supposedly is showing up to a mansion. He's knocking the hell out of this door trying to deliver this package, which I'm going to say is more than any FedEx delivery person I have ever had. Let me guess. It's raining. Storming? Little bit, little bit. Overcast. <laughs> it's probably his last package of the day. You're doing great. Are you there with me? <laughs> I am there, man. And uh, all of a sudden, <laughs> alien shows up and he's like, oh, no, I'm Mantis. <laughs> I like how they immediately give it a, a name trying to define what it is. Because I, I feel like that's a note from the network <laughs> that they're like, there's got to be a name for this thing that we can all so kids know what it is. How about a mantis? Well, that, that is one of my favorite things about Scooby-Doo is that someone, every time, immediately names the thing, first person to see it, yeah. and then everybody, it's like a, it's like a collective knows. unconscious where yeah. everybody's like, cool, yeah, we're calling this a phantom? Cool. I don't know what a phantom is, but I'm <laughs> calling it a phantom. <laughs> Yeah, that's Scooby-Doo, all right. <laughs> but here, here's another thing. You you deal uh, in, the, in the milieu. Uh, sorry, I just had to get pretentious for uh, a millisecond. In yeah. sci-fi. Yeah. Right, which uh, famously Stan Lee said, uh, R.I.P., uh, he said that uh, he didn't know what the hell he was going to do when it came to the Hulk, and so he was just like, ah, gamma radiation. I don't know what the hell that is, and just ran with it, and it was fine. Yeah. Yeah, people are too smart for that now. But you have to cheat the system and just be like, "Hey, we're using Bumble Drive engines and shit." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's like if if you come up with something that people don't know what it is, it's usually better if you try to come up with a name that people know what it is, like a mantis. You instantly kind of discredit it. But mm. if they said, you know, "Oh my God, it's just a monster." 
I mean, I would, I would, I'd be like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. But the moment Mantis, I'm like, okay, I guess this guy knows what, it, what this thing is. It's, it must be like a, a lore, like a Loch Ness monster kind of thing. So, <laughs> but how do you deal with sci-fi jargon? I mean, you know, Star Trek famously would yeah. go off the rails and then someone would be like, like letting the air out of a balloon. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, yeah. That's the thing is like once you're in a, a specific universe, you kind of got to stick to those rules. Right. Because it's like you can't use 21st century jargon in a sci-fi to the to a degree. Like they don't have Reese's here or they don't have, you know, like in, in our universe. So it's like you can't bring that up like Futurama does, you know. <laughs> so it's like it's Shade a lot thrown. of the time. No. I love Futurama. It's just, it's just, that's, that's sci-fi, like Star Wars. They're not talking about Reese's, mm. you know, it's like, unless you're, unless your sci-fi show is built around pop culture, you got to come up with your own terminology. And usually it's something where it's so close. It pretty much the name describes what it is like hyperspeed, you know, I'm like, you know, <laughs> really like, fast. You know speed. what that is? I'm going fast. Okay. Yeah. Um, or even, you know, a blaster, you know, it's like, that's I know it's a gun. It's gonna I, I blast don't know something. Other than that, yeah. But if it's like you know, you got to come up with your own terminology in it. And, and if you come up with something that's pretty lame, like what they call things today, like a, like a laser gun, you're like, ah, that's that's lame, you know. Yeah. But you know, it's phasers, a threshold. You know, I I instantly when I hear the word phaser, I'm like, I know what that is. It's a it's a gun that shoots a laser beam. That's a, that's all I need to know. Um. So it's, yeah, it's it's just pretty much that, you know. Let me throw just, this at you. Uh, I'm going to describe something, and then I want you to give me what would what would be too far. Tech, like, it, like if you were in a writer's room and someone was like, okay, we need something that's going to uh, uh, allow this person to go from... Uh, uh, to get into a really small hole, what would be too far? You get what I'm saying? Like a really, uh, what like, do you mean? Just to like push it too far to be like, um, uh, um, uh, teleogical Marsikion oh Kronderk. Okay, but that sounds pretty like, good to no. me. <laughs> well, why, why would they call the thing to get through the hole that? Uh, because they they just got to come up with a name for it. You know? gotta, but it, miniaturization, it, like, Ray, feels like uh, Mission Impossible. <laughs> yeah. It's like they just got anything that they come up with a name for. It's They'll always come up with something absurd, usually, and they'll describe it right after. And you don't ever question it. Right. That's sci-fi. That's the beauty of sci-fi. If you do question it, you didn't do your job. It's true. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so then, uh, guess what? Our beloved teenagers show up. Naturally. The whole gang. Yeah, Scooby-Doo and the gang. Yeah, yeah. Did you have a favorite growing up? Uh, Probably Shaggy and Scooby-Doo. Yeah? Yeah. That duo was great. Uh, was it an identifying thing or was it just pure entertainment? I think they were just fun. Yeah. I think Fred was like too milk toast. You know, he's too like uh, too good. Like he was just like the hot shot. I didn't like the hot shot guy. Like Shaggy and Scooby, always looking for snacks. 
Scooby Snacks. Right. <laughs> Specifically. It's like, I love how they're just like, uh, there's always Scooby Snack lying around. But yeah. Also, yeah. the Scooby Snack gummies, the blue ones. Yeah, okay. Awesome. Is that awesome. the one? Yeah. I think. Yeah. I yeah, like, the blue gummies inside the pack were like the best thing you could ever have. Somebody, Scooby Snacks. Somebody brought me a box one time for a podcast, and um, I I had it, but every time a guest would come into uh, the, the Scoobio, as it's called, uh, they'd be like, man, I'm hungry, and I'd be like, oh, I have these gummies, and I gave them all away before I ever tried any of them. No! <laughs> so they're so good! So I have an they're empty box of Scooby Snacks here. <laughs> they're the best! You missed out. You missed out. They're the best. They're the best around. So the gang shows up to this. uh, What ends up being. Okay, so Vulture's Claw, to explain, is the peninsula on which a. Ready for this? Botanical garden sits. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Peninsula. Top five places for a mystery. Uh, Haunted mansion, uh, possibly some kind of sewer, botanical gardens. Yes. Yes. And is this, is the guy that was delivering the package, it it was just, does that house come back? The haunted house? That was his, that was the house he was delivering to, was a, come to find out, botanical garden. What? Yeah. Why is he delivering a package to a botanical garden late at night? Dude, they need so many zip ties. <laughs> they got potato plants hanging from they that they need to grow up the thing, you know how it goes? <laughs> the gang is going to meet this professor who has recently bought this botanical garden who's a friend of Velma's. Yeah. Naturally. Of course. <laughs> the nerd. <laughs> You say that with such right. It's like it's always that's always the case, you know. It's <laughs> it's usually somebody that knows somebody. I don't know of one person, and I don't think I will ever know of one person that owns a botanical garden that that, that doesn't exist. There's but, like I think there's only one, to my knowledge, that I know of but, in the world who owns a botanical garden. No, that just that that there is only, to my knowledge, only one oh, botanical, one botanical garden. garden. There are a few. Um, uh, uh, not that far away from Nashville in Galveston, Texas. <laughs> Galveston, that's where it's at. <laughs> yeah, hotbed, uh, right next to Houston, baby. <laughs> yes, the botanical gardens. Oh, that's that's what I'm talking about. That, that's that's a sweet spot. You go, you see like a like a, a ficus. <laughs> it's just like just a, a planetarium like with plants right just plants plants everywhere sure yeah why not that's all it is right yeah it's just a forest inside yeah and somebody has to be into that <sighs> because this, they is, exist. this is shaping up to be quite the riveting tale well let me let me throw this at you there, there has to be something like that for you. I mean, you're not going to own a botanical garden. We've obviously established that. We get that. Sure. But sure. if there, like, what would be something that you'd be like, dude? L- let's say 
your uh, 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 distant relative that you never met and don't have any feelings for died. Somehow you met him once, left you uh, $32.4 billion bucks, and you're like, ooh, what would be the thing that you'd buy that I'd be like, really? A seven-story go-kart track. I get it. But uh, is, uh, so <laughs> set the story there. Seven, the seven story go kart stories. Track. I know. Like I get it. You go around the stories. But, like what? <laughs> but there's like obstacles. Think Mario Kart. You're just building a real life Mario Kart that goes. Yes. Is it going down or up? Let me ask that. It's going up, and Ooh. the top it's like Rainbow Road. And you just, if you get knocked off, you die. I like the, no I bumpers. like the language of that liability waiver. <laughs> <laughs> you, if you get on this, if you get on this go kart track, it's, it's, you die. Hi, That's welcome it. to Rogers land. <laughs> <laughs> the stakes are, have never been higher. Death <laughs> is in the air. <laughs> Literally. The High death stakes. is, well, death isn't in the air. It's more in the ground, but. <laughs> And you could throw like turtle shells at people and bombs and, you know. Do you think that whole... Nintendo would come after you or they'd just be like, good job? <laughs> I don't think they would want to touch that with a 10-foot pole, man. <laughs> they the, someone they is... would to distance themselves all they want from that. All right. I'll take it. Uh, so they meet the professor, uh, which I don't know how much you remember about... Uh, Scooby-Doo, but there is the most amazing assortment of characters that I call uh, best generic white guy. Best. Yeah. Like, yeah, those, that seems about right. Because <laughs> every every side character is always always a white guy who's like kind of older, like an, not necessarily authority figure, but like some dude who looks like, you know, uh, ballpark it uh alan arkin who's just kind yeah. of who just kind of talks like this yeah yeah. everything's yeah. <laughs> a little sing-songy and over enunciated yeah <laughs> which like if i'm always in every episode yeah if i met that dude in real life i'd be like fuck it dude tell me what to do you're the authority figure <laughs> i'm in my 30s and i'm bowing to you come on let's do this <laughs> You don't seem threatening. You don't have a German accent. Yeah. You don't have a German accent. That's immediately why I'm going to trust them. No German <laughs> accent there. They're so trustworthy. What, what, but, That's very uh, Scooby-Doo, though. There's, there's always that guy. There's always the one guy. Right. Uh, this one, spoiler alert, there's a few. Ooh, they doubled down. Ooh, triple. Um... Ripple down. Now, when you have, when you were the only game in town in 1970, whatever, and you had the ability to just be like, I don't know, he's another white guy. We just need to get from point A to B, throw him in. It doesn't matter. That, that to me was just like a beautiful era to find these like weird characters. But you, you have it slightly more difficult because now, you have to run a threshold between like, well, do we make it unique? Do we yeah. 
do we do a trope? Do is he, you know, the you know, Mr. T of this, you know? Yeah, yeah. How do yeah. you ride that line? For sure. Um, well, I think it's a little bit easier, at least for me, because it's like Humble you back. have a serialized story. Um so it's I don't know. I I it's it's just wherever the story goes. But, but when you were doing like, the pilot, you had to come up with these characters, right? So you got to come up with the yeah, cat, yeah. dude. Yeah. And, yeah, that's usually the hardest part is coming up with the characters. Because in the age where, like, you you, you can't just be like, ah, I don't know, he's a black guy. Uh, you know? <laughs> like, you have yeah. to... You have to, like, ride a line between, you know, tropes. Like, oh, if you want to get, like... Campbellian or archetypal, you can be like, oh, he's the uh, the uh, 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 gatekeeper, you know, yeah. or you can just be like, I don't know, he uh, he likes uh, nachos a lot. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of those weird lines. Do you have an approach to that, or do you just kind of go with the I gut? Think it's, yeah, I think it's just whatever you know. For especially with animation, it's it's usually whatever that make makes the character funny, you know. Oh, interesting. Um, that's like. That's where you come at it first. Um, you did the pilot on your own, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you, um, so was it what made you laugh? Yeah, always, always, hundred yeah. um, percent. And I think with with that, it's usually that's where it starts, and then you just kind of start deconstructing the character. From at least that's where we do it. Is 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 what makes us laugh about this character, or um, we'll come up with a character and find out, you know, what his backstory is and then start dissecting, you know, what makes this character funny and then um, kind of go from that angle. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's, it's always the hardest part coming mm. up with new characters. Cause it's, it's something where you want people to like new characters and you have to make them likable. And that is, that is a very hard thing to do. You'd be surprised. Um, Cause there's so many boxes you got to tick and, if they if you don't tick all those boxes, you'll, they'll find them like annoying, you know, or they'll find them like um, selfish or something like that. But at the same time, you can't make them all, you know, like really likable, good characters. They ha they have to have a fault, you yeah. know. And I think that's that's the big thing that um, everybody kind of looks for is like what's their fault, but also what makes them likable. So it's like you got to come at it on every different angle. And you need th this day and age. You can't get away with simple characters. No, 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 no way. <laughs> that was the beauty like, of the seventies. Yeah. I mean, Scooby Doo. Yeah, you could get away with it. Yeah, there, yeah. there's no three dimensions to any of them. Fred <laughs> yeah, says, yeah. "Let's split up." Let's split up. So is that? Yeah. But somehow the <laughs> characterization. I mean, like uh, uh, this episode in particular. I'll be honest. Uh, I've watched. A lot of Scooby-Doo, and there are a lot of episodes where I'm just like, okay, we're going through the thing, whatever, yeah. like fun. This was one of the ones where I like some. I don't know what if it was the mood, if I had had the you know sun in Jupiter or whatever <laughs> the fuck. It just like hit me, and all of a sudden I was like, why is this working for me? Like, what is yeah. happening? Where yeah, it's yeah. so simple, nobody's arguing. Nobody ever argues in Scooby-Doo. It's true. That is true. They always just kind of do what they uh, are told. Yeah, or do what they do. I mean, it's it's yeah, not. Yeah. There's no. They don't break out of that. There's like it's 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 always the same formula. It's yeah. Always, like it's, and that's that's the thing about it, is like once 
I mean, even Marvel does that. Once they get a formula, they don't really break out of it. Oh, interesting. So it's like it, Marvel has a formula for blockbuster movies. Sure. And you look at every single movie that there is of Marvel. Starts off with a character not really knowing that he's going to be a hero. Has something about him, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then in the process, meets up with somebody um, to kind of like bring him on board to be this this hero. You know, they, they discover their identity and end up going against a bad guy who's a part of their you know personal story at some point. Right. And it always ends up with them being the hero at the end of it. It's, it's always the kind of the same formula you know and they i try think to, it's literally they try to called the hero's journey bit, but yeah yeah it's essentially that but it's like they they don't break away from that you know and and mm. you look at some that actually break away from that formula like logan i mean mm. logan is such a good movie and it doesn't follow that marvel formula because it's there's there's very few superhero movies that really break away from it but the ones that do you're just like that's unique that's different do you find comfort in formula? Do you use formula at all? I don't like formula because I don't okay. want people to start figuring out what the story is before they watch it. You know, like they, they there's because even I mean, I've I've seen it all the time and I'm a, I'm a big fan of Marvel and I, I go into movies all the time and you just start guessing what's going to happen. You know, sure. and you're right, because it's like they're following the boxes they're just checking it off yeah and i think with uh with my approach is i i just try to come up with something that's fun and that i have not seen before in every episode and whether or not it's it, it exists or not um we use we really like to try to subvert tropes so we'll show you something that you've kind of seen before and then it'll end <laughs> the way turn. you don't expect it to end. yeah 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 uh, uh the doctor uh is his mom yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a little 80s bit just thrown in there for fun. Uh, how did you feel about Lost? Lost? Yeah. Really? You yeah. want to talk about Lost? I'm asking you. Dude, Lost started out one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. I mean, talk best about pilot. left turns. Like people who oh, do man. not. They did it every every step of the way. Yeah, I didn't know where they were going with that the first two seasons. And Come then, to find out, neither did they. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. They didn't know where they wanted to end that. That's that's the thing that sucks. Sure, but it was good. It was good. That was a good show. Well, I mean, but the thing. idea that like not being able to subvert because here's the thing: I feel like Lost and Scooby Doo are the exact opposite. Because if I watch a Scooby Doo episode, yeah. I know. 13.7 minutes in, some dude's yeah. going to be like, hey, you kids get off my property. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's true. Yeah, but yeah, I will that's, watch that's another great. episode and not give a shit about that. Even Law and Order. I know that, yeah. you know, 22 and a half minutes in, Sam Waterstone's going to walk up yeah. and he's going to be like, look, if we need to nail this guy, we need a probable cause. And, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever detective is going to be like, all right, we back on the streets. Because <laughs> the funny thing is, people people like that comfort. You know, they mm. they really do like that comfort, and they like watching essentially the same thing over and over again. I mean, you think about 
why, you know, out of the, the new Star Wars, why the one that everybody kind of likes the most is Force Awakens. Because it's essentially just retreading the same stuff that New Hope did. Right. And it's Literally like a, almost an movie. exact copy. But I actually like that. It's like I don't mind it. It was fun. Yeah. But the, the Last Jedi, when they try to do some different stuff and they try to, like, really mix it up. You're left scratching your head like, wait, what? I don't know if I like this. What happened? Fuel? Why is there fuel in our universe? And why is Leia friggin' dancing in the space? I don't know what's going on. So, yeah, the, yeah. It, it is almost like it's a it's a weird thing between. Uh, I always say that mystery. When it comes to mystery, the mysteries that do the best are the ones that make the audience feel smart. Yes, yes, 100%, 100%, 100%. The weirdest... Great example of that, um, Prestige, Christopher oh, Nolan. Can't stand that movie. When you saw the hats at the beginning, <laughs> and then you got to the point where, where you found the hats, and you got it before the character in the movie did, you were like, oh, oh, I know, before he does. It's the hat, he's teleporting. That's why it's at the beginning of the movie. And it's like, I'm telling you. It, it, yeah, those are the best mysteries. My version is Usual Suspects. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. everybody I've ever watched that movie with, uh, right before the printout comes out, they're always like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> Somehow they figure it out at the yeah. exact same moment right before. And, it, and yeah. it makes them feel smart. It makes them feel invested. Those are the yeah. best mysteries. Scooby-Doo has none of that, but I don't – somehow it still keeps going. <laughs> this is why I love it. I don't know why. I don't know why this of, works. Yeah, it's just iconic. Because uh, back in the 70s, you know, that – we weren't – that was new. That was fresh to them. Yeah. Uh, let me throw some names at you just because I feel like if I was doing uh, an improv set, every single name in this, I would be jealous if someone else – came up with the name to me you know what i'm saying yeah like yeah. if i was on stage and i was like what's your name and someone came up with this name there's some great ones uh there is professor greer fine good one clive diggerman <laughs> which i am not convinced that that's it i did not turn on subtitles but i feel like they didn't i feel like someone said it and it wasn't written because it yeah. seems like it keeps going back and forth between Diggerman and Dickerman. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dickerman. I yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's that's that is a good name though. Clive. I like that. Yeah, Clive is always classic. Uh, Clive. And then there is definitely a character where they do not. They're not consistent about his first name. I, I feel like they oscillate between Eric and Harry. <laughs> or I wasn't paying enough attention. Uh, but yeah, it, it, uh, let's go with let's go with Eric because that's a great name. Uh, Garby. Garby's good. Yeah, I like that. Right. Like, you like a, a you... gas station attendant. A little <laughs> shifty, you know, Garby. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the other thing. The idea of a gas station attendant being able to have a moment of introducing his name. Because, <laughs> like, name's when's Garby. the last... Yeah, yeah name's Garby, <laughs> comma, Eric. 
I don't trust this Garby guy. Well, <laughs> shifty. Yeah, you know, you're you're on a uh, 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 Route 66, stopping into a gas station, and you're like, you're like, hey, can I get the? Uh, I, I'm gonna just put twenty bucks on, uh, twenty bucks on pump three. Yeah, Eric Garby's the name. <laughs> no, 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 Garby does that. Okay, <laughs> that's me. I pump up the gas here. New Jersey, where it has to be uh, service. <laughs> Legally, I have to pump your gas, and my name is Eric Garby. Eric slash Garby. <laughs> Eric the Ferric Garby. <laughs> it's not a thing, Eric, dude. Eric Garby. What it is. Uh, Eric Garby. So, uh, uh, Clive Diggerman is a real estate developer who wants the uh, the botanical gardens to turn into a development my gosh uh eric is the uh assistant i believe that's what he says he is he kind of he he shows up out of a bookcase sorry a little bit of a plot twist (laughs) he literally (laughs) let me let me so when i say he shows up out of a bookcase you're thinking that maybe the bookcase twists or something yeah yeah no, books fall out, and he crawls out. <laughs> oh, my God. Wearing bell-bottoms, a sweater. What is going on in this episode? And a nice, large, collared shirt. <laughs> Eric Garby. Right? Why would yes. you not do that? Yes, I'm feeling it. That is such a... That would be a boss move in your house, to not have a doorway... To be like, oh, if you want to get to this room, you have to, you have to push, push the, books the books out of the way, out, <laughs> and you have to crawl through this hole. Yeah. Please don't yeah. hit my cop. My copy of Moby Dick is very fragile. Don't hit that one. <laughs> the handle is uh, with a great gap speed. Just uh, twist that one a little bit. Was twist that the internet? Did gap. you just say Gapsby with a P? Huh? No, Gatsby. Great Gatsby. Okay. Okay. It sounded like you said Gapsby. No. And I was wondering Gatsby, if that was the gap Gatsby. in the library. I was wondering if I was missing something. But that is good. Gapsby, yeah. <laughs> and so we are born on again. Boats against the current. Yes. Right. The green light. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm not a complete idiot. <laughs> Uh, so the, the whole thing is, uh, about oil just to jump to the end. It's about oil. Yeah. Cause they, they want to dig it up cause there's oil underneath the gardens. Yeah. I like that you were able to piece that together. I like that. I was able just to say, eh, it's about oil. And you're like, yeah, I've seen the Beverly Hillbillies. I know how this works. <laughs> Did, never I mean, saw the show. Never saw the show, but I did see the movie. <laughs> there's always the most basic reason for somebody disrupting something and it's scaring everyone away. Botanical gardens. Yeah, it's for oil. Makes sense. Why not? You would make so much more money than with a and botanical those kids, gardens. Those little bratty kids ruined his business endeavors. And and let's point this out. They went there because Velma is a friend of his. So wait a second. 
Yeah. You're telling me. I want you to I recap what I've just told you. Because he I want to hear. Velma. He invited yeah. Velma to the Botanical Gardens yeah. in which he wanted to sell for to get the oil underneath it. Dressed up as a so, giant mantis alien. So why is he dressed up as a giant mantis alien? Is it to is it to make the the reason to sell it? So there's the uh, it does get more complicated, and I can't elaborate. The deal has not yet gone through for him to buy it. I don't know if the ink's not dry. I don't know how this shit yeah. worked. I don't know what makes a deal because he's there, presumably living. That's what there. it is. And he's going to scare people so he can get the deal through. Yeah, but w- how is he living there? And he's like, no, the deal's coming through. Like, there's a caretaker involved. His name was Keebler. Sorry, I lost that Keebler? one. Keebler? Yeah. <laughs> the elves weren't out yet, by the way. This is pre-elves. Keebler. Yeah, Snap, Keebler. Crackle, and Pop weren't on the scene yet. <laughs> Keebler was still allowed. Keebler. Yeah, great name. <laughs> it's a funny name. Turd Ferguson. It's great. <laughs> Turd Ferguson is a great name. Turd Ferguson. <laughs> it's a funny hat. It's big. Uh, Keebler is the caretaker. Uh, but anyways, yeah, so uh, the deal doesn't go through. It's not through yet. I don't know a lot about real estate in the 70s, I think is what we're learning about me. It's just, it. it it's always the same freaking thing yeah it's a ghost that somebody's dressed up as to scare them out of something and for and for some odd reason it's always a real estate deal it's always some sort of mansion they got to get a hold of some sort of house get rid of the botanical garden to get the (laughs) oil whatever it is it's always to dress that's their solution to dress up as a ghost yeah and haunt the very thing that they want. That yeah. is the most absurd thing I've ever heard of. And they made an entire series out of that one notion. These and kids are going to get together with a talking dog named Scooby. Right. Who is not and they're gonna, going to do much. He's just Pepper. Yeah, he's not going to do much. He's n- his name is on Scooby the moniker. Snacks. But he doesn't do much. For, <laughs> they're just searching for Scooby snacks. And executive's like, I like it. Yes, yes, this is good. <laughs> What else? What's the mystery? Well, see, that's the thing. The mystery is always a real person dressed up as a ghost. Oh, yes. Tell me more. And it's he's trying to essentially get scare people away from the thing that he wants. This is this is bulletproof. Let's put it in the series. And guess Let's what? Do it. You know what? 50 fucking years, Olin. 50 years. 50 years. I know. 50 fucking years. Oh man. It's been running longer, albeit not as consistently, than The Simpsons. I know. I <laughs> the know. longest That's running true. show of all time. And people are still like, You remember those teenagers with that dog? What did they have a van? Yeah, those ones. <laughs> what are they oh, up to? Scooby Doo, where are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so is the professor the whole time. Oh, there was a crocodile. You don't need to worry about that. Uh, mostly you need to worry about Kubler, Dickerman, <laughs> and Garpy. Yes. The three the three of 
vulture's claw. Well, that was the, that was the most salient features. Uh, yes, and there was a vulture's claw, which was a peninsula. It was shaped like a claw. Visual bit. That's it was, cool. It was like that, that is cool. So, like the botanical gardens uh, would have been like there. Oh, nice. That's cool. Yeah, I would definitely live someplace like that. I would visit. Have you been to a museum recently? I have not. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. I've been You're a busy man. Not stop. <laughs> uh, uh, well, uh, this has been phenomenal. Let me uh, say this. We do have one segment on this podcast. Yes. We are starstuck at the universe's piss. Does this pass the Satan test? And based off of the clunky synopsis that I've given you, this is going to be difficult and a lot of fun. Famed philosopher of science and scientist himself, Carl Sagan, once said that he wanted an adult version of Scooby-Doo because it endorsed skepticism and the scientific method. Does this episode pass the Sagan test? Oh, no way at all. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. I don't think so. No. Okay. All right. Because it's... it's skepticism he velma wasn't skeptical she came in because of a friend if it was an already kind of skeptical from the get-go then maybe but she was invited so there's no skepticism going into the this episode at all just kind of bumbling around being like oil yeah so it's like it was more so a trick Mm. you know and there was no science behind that i think it was more tricky Love it. We're tricked. I love it. Well, Olin, this has been absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> well, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for being on. Tell the people uh, what you have going on, where they can find you, all the yeah. ways of pimpage. It's uh, Final Space on Adult Swim on Mondays. Whoop, whoop. 11.30 p.m., 10.30 Central Time. Dope. That's it. That's, That's where I'm it. at. Don't want to pimp an oh. Instagram, Twitter. <laughs> uh, maybe no. maybe you've got a OK Cupid. <laughs> I want my numbers to remain small. <laughs> All right, eight thousand. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, dude, well, thank you so much. This has been great. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks. And as always, to yours this holiday season. Time looks out where rhymes spook out. (laughs) What's with you, Scooby-Doo is a member of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. Visit StolenDress.com to check out our other Stolen Dress podcasts, blogs, tweets, videos, and books.